Welcome back to the Crosscheck Chats Live, folks. I am here with Jackson Whistle, and uh, once he is here to speak, we'll get the introduction in, and then we'll get moving. Hello, can you hear me there? There he is. How are you doing, bud? Good, good. How are you doing? Too bad, not too bad. It's a bit warm, but can't complain. Yeah, no kidding. We'd complain a bit more if it was raining, I guess. So I suppose we better enjoy the sun whilst it's here. Yeah, exactly. Well, I um. I've, I would just to kind of kick us off a little bit. I've seen you've been on the ice today with the uh, with the juniors. Yeah, we did. We went on. Uh, we're practicing right now. About half our team's kind of here, just kind of trickling in. But uh, they had a heroes program um, going on before us. So me, uh, Adam Keefe, and Kevin Rain, uh, we went on there just not for long, maybe for about thirty minutes, just to help out with some of the kids. And the goal is it was their first time ever skating, let alone playing goaltending. Uh, so it was it was cool just to kind of get on with them and kind of shoot some pucks at them. That's cool. That's cool. No, I bet that's that's probably something that might um, you know encourage them to stick around. You know, maybe they had like a, if it's first time skating, a tough session, and then they see some of you pros and they go, you know what, I'm gonna stick it out. That was fun. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, hundred percent. I think a, I think a lot of the kids are, um, are from around Ireland. So obviously, other than the one rink they have here in Northern Ireland and Dundonald, the most of the kids in Ireland never get the chance to even go on those. Um, so I think they kind of put, I think that Heroes program is also affiliated with the NHLP. So I'm pretty sure they go all over the world to kind of put on little camps uh, kind of for first-time hockey players. Awesome. Oh, that sounds cool, man. I'll have to uh, do some reading and have a look. That sounds cool. Yeah, 100%. Um, I guess that actually, I guess that leads me into one of the, the questions I've got, a nice little segue. Um, speaking of juniors and stuff, so obviously I know a little bit about it, having provided a few bits. Uh, tell us a little bit about whistle hockey and what you've, uh, what you've been doing and what, you, what your kind of plans are. Yeah, no, we kind of um, we kind of started it last year. Um, the plan last year, we had a we had a big camp set up to run in Cardiff, and we ended up not being able to run it just because uh, the ice rink wasn't open in time in the summertime. We had opened up like literally the next week when we had it, so that kind of sucked. And then this year, uh, we were finally able to do it in Cardiff, and it actually it went great. Uh, to be honest with you, I was super, it was probably the smoothest camp we probably ran in ten years, and I had my dad come over. Uh, so we both kind of want to do it together and kind of put some camps and some programs in place, uh, for the kids to kind of, you know, kind of teach them what we know and just kind of give back as well too. And we like, it's something he's been doing forever. He's still doing it. And, um, I really love doing it and enjoy doing it and working with kind of the next generation of players. And, um, we also had out there, we had Ben Bounds, uh, Mark Richardson, Sam Duggan and Josh Waller. So it was actually, it was a good coaching lineup. It was a great turnout and the kids seemed to uh, really enjoy it. Man, that's that's good to hear. I always I always like it when uh, guys who have been around the elite league for a little while like to kind of set up things like this. You know, we we used to do a bit of work with Jordan Petras whilst he was here, and we worked with Kevin Noble as well when he set up his school over in Columbia Valley. Yeah. And uh, it's just always cool, man, to see like you know legit players who these kids will know and will definitely know about and everything. Like just to kind of get on the ice with some of the the players that they look up to and give them that extra extra boost. And God knows the uh, the youth in there. Uh, in Great Britain, need it with the the setup that currently is, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, you know some problems that it looks like just from speaking with parents and kind of. I helped out with the Nottingham minor hockey when I was there too, going on kind of twice a week, and you can kind of see some of the issues that goes on in uh, the English ice hockey and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's kind of why we want to do. It. We want to kind of just you know something separate. Uh, kids can come out for a week, two weeks, or whatever it is. Uh, enjoy it learn as much as possible we keep in contact with them throughout the year if they have questions you know they can send me messages send you know i can connect them with players and they can ask questions and things like that 
Um, obviously, we had some great jerseys. Thank you very much for those. I really appreciated a ton. I know I left it a little last minute on you. Uh, so th- thank you very much for that. <laughs> no um, but yeah, no, it's something we want to kind of keep doing. I, the, honestly, the hardest part here is getting ice. It's a nightmare to try and get I've, back home. There's, you know, 10 rinks in every city here. The hardest thing is just to try and get ice from public skating and figure skaters and things like that. So once we have it, I'm hoping that we can just keep it. And then uh, every year kind of try and build on it from there. Yeah, we, we spoke about that a little bit with Caitlin on episode one where, you know, the, the availability of ice over here has always been the, the killer for a lot of, you know, development and for a lot of thick, like events to occur and camps to occur and that kind of stuff. Obviously, yeah. there's some great facilities, which is like, you know, Ice Sheffield and they set up in Nottingham and everything else. It's just a shame that they're so sparse. But, you know, you know, th- I, I believe, or at least I'm in the belief that um, hockey is going in the right direction in the UK, so maybe we'll get some some sort of upgraded stuff in the in the future. I don't know how near that is, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I know. Well, there's, <laughs> there seems to be some, you know, I saw some funding was coming in there, I think, for Ice Hockey UK. I saw, um, obviously, with us being up in the top division there, unfortunately, we're not in there this year, but I think that brings in a decent amount of funding, um, you know, for the, for the system and things like that. Hopefully it kind of goes back. I hope that it goes back into the players and to developing them and kind of facilities to kind of help that for the kids. Definitely. You'd like, you'd like to think so, you know, as, as long as it's used in the right areas and the right kind yeah. of things, you know, fingers crossed that's that would be the, uh, that'll be the play hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, um, Let's go back to a little. Let's go back a little bit to when uh, when you were a junior, um, when you first started playing and whatnot. I'm assuming you were very very young, uh, as all kind of hockey players go. You, I'm assuming you were born with skates on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, why, why why goalie? Like, what possessed you? Because I, I, you know, I'm of the fully belief that goalies are a, li- a little bit of the interesting character. Yeah, um, I what, know. What, I know. What, I've heard it all before. You got to be special <laughs> to be a goalie. I know. I know. <laughs> so, so what, what put you? What put you kind of that way? I'm not. I, I honestly, I don't really remember. Um, I think you know. I, I always liked because obviously when I was a kid over here, um, you know, my dad was coaching or the GM of a team or whoever he was with, and I remember kind of you know playing with the goalie's gear or looking at his mask and thinking, oh yeah, you know that's pretty cool and like the designs and stuff like that. So, I think that kind of got me into that direction, and then. Um, we grew up in Bracknell until I was about five. So I wouldn't have, I probably, you know, had skates on and went out just public skating and things like that. But I remember moving over to Belfast afterwards um, and kind of put some goalie pads on and started playing more. And then when we got to Cardiff, uh, they didn't have a goalie. So it actually worked out perfect when I was nine. I remember, you know, practicing with like the U10s, 12s, like I had to go, you know, with all the teams because there was no goalies. So it worked out perfect for me. I got to go on the ice all day. Uh, every day basically um and then moved back home and obviously you know i've been a goalie ever since so awesome i like that like, especially getting all that ice time like you, you, it's absolute blessing absolutely yeah blessing. i know that's i mean that's the biggest thing right is that that's gonna help that's what helps really develop is getting you know the more time you're on the ice that every time you gives you a little chance to get a little bit better each time definitely was there was there never a part of you that wanted to kind of be out skating at all ever now, to be honest with you, when I'm at this age, I wish I was a player because when I go to the <laughs> rink in the morning, I'm getting hit in the head with pucks and stuff like that. I go, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking down my list casually. Um, so I get uh, we'll lean on a little bit then. So you said uh, we moved and whatnot. I'm, uh, obviously, it's you and your family, and obviously you've got Brandon. Um, you guys were in Sheffield together for a little while. Um, I imagine that was pretty cool. 
Um, and I'm assuming you guys want to play together again and stuff. But how was that like? How was it playing with your brother and stuff? Uh, it was good. I mean, obviously, uh, a little tough to be honest with you. That year, we were both still, you know, pretty young. I think I was, you know, maybe 23, and he was, you know, 20 or 21. And uh, that year in Sheffield, I was, it didn't go very well, obviously. And it was yeah. probably kind of, honestly, it was probably one of the worst times I've had playing hockey was that season. Um, you know, just from, you know, I didn't, you know, just the whole thing really, to be honest with you, not the organization or anything like that, just, you know, the way that we played and things like that. So it was just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a lot. And, um, so it, it didn't go great to be honest with you, living with them the first time, uh, there's a few <laughs> arguments, things like that, but I think now we're a little older, a little more mature, uh, we'd be able to handle kind of the situation a little bit better. And, um, it'd be cool to kind of play with them again. I hope he gets, um, I'm not sure it's going to happen in the future and things like that for me. I, I'm glad he got to go back up to Sheffield there. Um, I mean, he knows this, he was quite out of shape when he first went to Sheffield and he was always very skilled, but, uh, he never really put in the work. And then when he got sent down, it's probably the best thing for him because he ended up getting in shape and now he looks great, um, you know, physically and things like that. So I think he's going to have a good year this year. I hope he has a good year this year, except for when he's playing us, obviously. Um, but yeah, hopefully he does well, and I'd like to maybe see him get the opportunity, maybe get a chance to play for Team GB as well. So we'll see what happens. Definitely, we um, we speak about it quite a lot um, in the office and stuff about like the the future of British ice hockey and some guys that are coming through. And we watch the NIHL quite a lot, and obviously we picked up watching Brandon a little bit over there and whatnot. And we said like it probably wouldn't be long that he would get another elite league chance, and it was cool to see him back in Sheffield because we're based in Sheffield, so it was cool to see him yeah. most weeks and. Uh, and yeah, it was it was cool to kind of see him develop. And like you say, that first year when you were both together in Sheffield, uh, you know, as a as a Steelers fan myself for a few years before I kind of got more into crosscheck, um, it was a bit of a painful year. But it's it's one of those. It's yeah. a learning year for it was it's a learning year, I guess. You know, especially for, like you say, you guys were like twenty to twenty three. Like it's a big learning year for you both, I guess. And I think you've both come out like way stronger than than you know some people could have. You know, a bit of headstrong. You know, you stuck to it and cranked it out and you've you've kind of you've both come out the other end swinging i think to be fair yeah no it, it feels a lot better i mean obviously uh you know it's i mean when you're young you know um you know you just have to learn to handle those things um and it's kind of a, yeah i don't want to say it's a hostile environment there a little bit but like when you're thrown into that at 23 yeah. or whatever and 20 and you know it doesn't uh it wasn't going for the it was really the first month and a half it felt like five years to be honest i'm not sure what i felt like for a fan but it, it was just everything was not going well and they made all those changes and then to be honest actually after that for the second half of the year uh like personally i felt you know played fine and i thought the team we did a lot better um you know it was just really that first couple months was was yeah. miserable to be honest so it was tough to kind of battle back from that um but i mean it was just the way it is and it, it's tough too because that's my I was only there the one year, so that's kind of my experience of Sheffield. But Brandon, for he loves Sheffield, so he he likes it there a lot. Loves the yeah. loves living there. Loves um, you know the setup there and all that kind of stuff. So it was just it's unfortunate. Really, I would probably like it too. It was just you know I was there for the one year that it didn't go very well. So that's kind of your experience from it. But yeah, yeah. Well, without you know, Brandon's enjoying Sheffield, but I dare say you are in one of, if not the best uh, organization in the elite league. I like, I love the way that Belfast run things. Yeah, I know. They, they have a great setup. The, the nicest part, really one of the nicest, I mean, obviously the hockey and everything, you know, it's quite similar, but the good part here is obviously, um, you know, where the apartments are downtown, the rinks downtown, your gyms are downtown. So everybody, everything is just, you know, walking distance and it's pretty cool. And yeah, no, I can't, I don't have a bad thing to say with the organization here. They helped, you know, bring me over here when I was 20 and um, I know I left there to go to Sheffield and then ended up in Nottingham, but I'm really happy to be back here and playing for them. 
Definitely, definitely. And uh, I guess it kind of leaks me onto one of the questions I didn't actually list down, uh, just kind of off the cuff, a bit of a jokey question, but you've played for three of the big four. Any plans to go to Cardiff in the future? Or no, <laughs> don't think that. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously. That's, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That was, that's, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I, they got Bouncy <laughs> there. I think he'll, I think in my head, he'll probably be there uh, for a while now, but is what I would assume. I don't know 100%. I'm just, you know, thinking about it myself here, not with no information, but I think he would probably be um, looking like he's going to, you know, stay there till he probably retires or something like that. So we'll, I think he'll be there a long time. He's a good goalie as well, too. So I don't Definitely. think I'll be going to Cardiff anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I guess that kind of leads me to GB, actually, with things with Bouncy and stuff. Uh, how did you find this trip? Obviously, this trip didn't go the way that everybody would have liked, but at the same time, it's you know, again, it's another learning experience. But how was the trip in general? How did you enjoy the trip over there? Uh, good. You know, it, it, I, it, was on, it was an unbelievable place to go play. They just built um, like a brand new 15,000 or 16,000 seat arena. It was, it was so cool. They had, you know, practice rinks underneath the main pad and they actually had hotels that had rooms with suites into the arena. Um, so the whole atmosphere of it was unbelievable. Um, obviously sucks to have gone down. We had, I, we had more than enough chances probably to stay up. Um, obviously, you know, I know we lost that game in the shootout and then we blew two leads, I think in the last two games. Um, and that kind of hurts. It stinks a little bit cause you know, you know, we're that close, uh, to staying up or even winning a couple games. And then you ended up, lo- you just end up losing. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, and then I thought personally for the experience, it felt really good. Um, I'm, I'm happy I got to go in there and play, I got to play the one exhibition game or two exhibition games, I think, um, like halfway through. And then got thrown in there against Sweden and felt fine. And then got got to start against USA and felt pretty comfortable. I think from the year before uh, to this year, I felt fine the year before, but I felt like I was kind of scrambling around and things like that. Where this year it actually um, it felt normal, like it felt like I was in control the whole time of the game. Even though I know you know there's a lot of things going on, but it felt um, kind of a lot more normal. Like it did a lot of those guys I had played against them when I was back home growing up as kids. Uh, major junior and stuff like that so we just kind of felt comfortable uh being there playing against those guys yeah it's good talking to the the usa game i uh, i think it finished something like six three or whatever but we we were sat in the office i was like that flat as a usa i genuinely thought was, there was a part of me that genuinely believed during that game i was like we might do this like we might beat the usa really strong was actually um i knew it happened at the time but i didn't want to say it i didn't want to like have the coaches call for it because if we got a penalty then they're going to power play and probably score so uh yeah, their yeah. first goal was actually goalie interference because the guy's stick went into my blocker so if that hadn't happened it would have been zero zero going into the third period and then as soon as they scored that goal in the third uh i just remember like we were i well i was gassed anyways to be honest with you like you're just standing there the puck's in your zone the whole time and you're just you're always in like a ready position so by the time that third period kind of rolls around you're just like you, you are exhausted to be honest yeah. with you. So it was just, yeah. you start making a little bit of mistakes when you get tired. Um, but it was a, it was a cool experience to play. I'd love to see play against those guys again, especially with a, we were missing a couple of key players and that makes a big difference. I think when we get to that level. Um, so when we get back there, it'd be cool to see those guys and play against those teams and kind of see how far we've developed um, over this whole span of years. Oh, definitely. I'm, you know, it's, once once it obviously became apparent that GB were kind of going back down to the, the division below, we already said we were like, they'll be straight back up, I think. I think the idea was 
straight back up. I don't think for a second that GB belong in the next pull down. I think they're definitely, um, at the very least, a yo-yo team. Uh, probably a little bit better than that. They could probably stick up now. But like you say, you know, missing those those key guys, you know, like Matt, I think it was uh, Hammond was definitely missing, wasn't he? And, you know, he's, you can always bank on Mike for a couple of goals. So Yeah, Hammond and Kirky know. would uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and I haven't even actually spoken to Kirky this year. I, I'm hoping that he's feeling good and getting he's obviously getting ready to go for uh, their camps. will be starting soon, actually, in September. So uh, it'd be cool to see how he does. Hopefully, knock on when he's okay for the year and gets to play a full year there and then plays at that level in the American League or Coast or wherever he is playing and then uh, comes back over. And then hopefully we can kind of, like you said, get back up right away again and then get up uh, for the following year. Definitely. I think the issue, uh, well, the issue with Kirk, he's back on the ice and stuff now, I believe. I think he's been on the ice with Tucson for a couple of, a couple of weeks. But um, I think the issue with that now is because of the lower pool, the, the Worlds are actually a week mm. earlier, which, which if his yeah. team make the run, if they make the run in the playoffs, there's there's no Kirky again but due to him playing, obviously. But it is what yeah. it is. It's one of those things where you guys, you know, you know, if a player's missing, it sucks, but, you know, you overcome that, you, you try different things and someone else yep. has to step up and that's that's just how it is, really. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for guys to step up, right? I, I thought even this year, too, uh, I thought Cade came in and did a really good job for us as well. What a beauty. What a beauty. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> He's hilarious, actually. So, um, yeah, I thought he did great. I thought Waller did good as well, too. And I think uh, you'll keep seeing that. Some some younger guys will be coming in uh, now as a lot of the – I don't want to say it, but a lot of the guys obviously are a little bit older um, on the team. Yeah, so you'll yeah. kind of see them kind of pushing uh, for those jobs. And that, what that does really is it just creates more competition and keeps the level that much higher, um, which is exactly what you want. You know, and you've got guys, you've got guys like you know Tetlow and Betteridge and stuff moving away, testing themselves in in mainland Europe, and that can only be again better for some of the the younger guys over here to prove themselves, and also for them to moving away to you know develop and get you know a bit of a Europeanized time. Because I think the issue with Worlds is you know over here in the UK we're so used to like almost a very North American kind of style, whereas you go to Worlds and it's quite European refs. You know, it's a little bit softer, but it's a little bit faster and. You know, yeah. I think it's a, it's more of a European style when it comes to worlds. So I think you know a couple of the boys going over there is going to be uh, quite the advantage at some point for them. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, it's kind of one of those things that yeah, they focus a lot on development over there um, in certain areas. Like I know where Josh is. You know, they're on the ice twice a day. They got all these different you know strength coaches, sports coaches um, that that are there just to develop these guys th- that move on. And um, it'll be it'll be cool to see at the end of the year when they come back, kind of how they're playing or how they're moving. Like you said, the game's a little bit different, a little quicker, and your body just kind of adapts to that. Uh, the more you do it, the kind of the higher level you play at, or whatever. If it's a different level, your body will just start to kind of adapt to that. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I guess you mentioned a little bit about um, you know when you played for GB and you spotted a few guys that you used to play with down in junior and stuff so i got a uh, the question actually you'll have seen when i sent you the list it's from someone that's in the discord uh, rich he's currently listening right now he basically said um because he follows the nhl massively and you played for at least as i think it was a season at the very least with leon dreitzeitel i did um, when yeah. you played with him did you see was there something like was there something special about him back then did you could you see it like as a as a yeah. teammate of his like because not right now he's in god mode like, like <laughs> the guy's <laughs> running the show like, <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I remember, so here's, I guess, a little story about it. So when he got, um, that year he got sent, he basically played at 19. That was the year we went to the Mem Cup, actually, and we lost in the final. 
Um, so it was a really good year for all of us uh, to be a part of. But he got sent down from Edmonton. Uh, I think there's a rule there, something about 50 games. I think if you play 50 games, it maybe burns a year on your uh, your entry level for free agents here or something like that. I'm not sure exactly. So he played about 49 games, I think, that year and then got sent down to Kelowna. And he was sitting next to me, actually. We were stallmates in the room. Um, and I think at first he wasn't very happy to be there, obviously, because he got sent down to juniors <laughs> after playing in the NHL for half a year. Um, but at this first practice, we were just like, oh, my God, look at this guy. <laughs> so he, was, he was so good. And uh, just, I, to be honest, I didn't know he would be like a suit. We all knew he was going to be in the NHL, like 100%. I didn't, for, to get in the NHL is one thing. To be like a superstar in the NHL is a whole other thing. And um, you could see it in him that there was something special. But, again, you still don't know if you're going to be able to do that at that next level in the NHL. And then right away, I don't know if it was the first year when he was 20 or 21, uh, he did great there. And then I hadn't spoken to him for a couple of years. And then I actually ran into him um, our first trip to the Worlds in Slovakia. We were there. <clears throat> so that's, you know, three years later or whatever it was. I think we were there 2018 or 19 in Slovakia. Um, ran into him there and saw him there. And, you know, he was getting me and a couple of the guys, a couple of beers and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool just to see him and kind of talk to him and things like that. Awesome. 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 I like it. I like it. So, uh, speaking, so then speaking about NHL then, do you, do you have a team? Do you, uh, do you support per se a specific team in the NHL? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I always, uh, I don't really support anyone. I like kind of watching the goalies a bit, but, yeah. um, when I was growing up, Van- I live in Kelowna, so we're closer to Vancouver. Um, so that was always on TV, basically where we are all the, we got all the Canucks games, stuff like that. So then watching them as a kid, uh, the whole time growing up and then I got to go, um, to their training camp for two years, uh, in a row and then play some kind of training camp games with them against Winnipeg and Calgary and things like that. So it was pretty cool to kind of watch them and then get to play for them. But nowadays, the only team we probably maybe even keep an eye on is Toronto because of Kiefer's brother. So whether we know he's good or not. Well, no. we um we talk about it quite a lot actually in the office because I'm a Leafs uh, Leafs fan and I'm I'm one of those psychopaths that stay up until four a.m. and <laughs> when it's a, a a West Coast game I'm up until forever. But yeah. you know, we, we, I always joke about like you know do do both the keepers do they do they talk to each other during the season do they give each other like little tips oh, and yeah. stuff or I think you know so. Is, yeah. I, so I, I like I like that because like, we were saying how. It's very often I'll watch like Bel- like Belfast come to Sheffield and I'll, I'll be sat in the stands and I'll, I'll see some sort of play and I'm like, I think I've seen that before, but I think I've seen yeah. it in blue. I, th- I think I've seen it in blue. Like- <laughs> we were like we were doing the same thing like at the start of the year, like we would start doing some kind of different systems of things like that. And I was like, wow, this is like pretty good. And I'm like, did Kiefer think of this? And I'm like, no, he must have got this from Sheldon from Toronto. So we always we always kind of bug him about it. Brilliant. <laughs> So, uh, seeing as you don't support a team, then, um, you say you watch the goalies and stuff. If you could right now, if you could tandem with any current active NHL goalie, who would you pick? Oh, well, I like Kerry Price, to be honest with you. He was, I was lucky enough to practice. He lives in Kelowna, so in the summer times, I got to go on the Ashland for about, you know, a month every year, basically. So, he would be my guy to pick with that if I got to go, uh, you know, with him. I think the two probably best goalies in, in the NHL probably right now at this exact moment are probably, you know, Vasilevsky or Shesterkin in New York. Um, so either any of those would be pretty cool to even just play with or practice with or watch them play. 
Definitely. Shesterkin's an absolute beast, and I think he's he's only got time on his side, hasn't he? You know, he's he's got yeah. so much time to get even better, it's it's gonna be nuts. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I guess then we'll move into the probably why most people are here and why most people will know uh yourself, uh, the Elite League. Um when you first moved to the Elite League, uh how did that how did that move kinda come about and what were your like first thoughts about when you first got here? For example, Fife, like Rolling into a ring. <laughs> I always imagine guys who have played in like big arenas and stuff, and you know, like you say, like in Cologne or whatever, they've got a much nicer facility than the uh, Five Ice Arena. What was it like first coming to the UK? Um, it was a little bit of a shock, I guess, when you say it like that. At first, uh, <laughs> I guess a little eye opener. I came over pretty young, but I've been fortunate to play, uh, you know, on a good organ- some good organizations when I was, you know, sixteen to twenty, and then obviously kind of going from, you know. I, I ended up leaving my last year there because I got hurt really bad. Uh, I got to get double hip surgery when I was 20 half a my last year, where you probably would have ended up signing some sort of pro deal and staying over. Um, so going yeah. from kind of that and, you know, like I was saying before, NHL camps and things like that, and then to come over. Um, some of the rinks are fantastic. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even blink twice at it. Like, they look great. And then, obviously, as you said, there's a few rinks that uh, could maybe use a little bit of work. Um <laughs> So, don't get but, me wrong don't get me wrong i love i, I like five five syrian it's old school but i can just imagine like the example i used when i was speaking to i think it was mark on his podcast the other day was like could you imagine like when the the lockout year happened and you've got like drew miller and jay rosehill and everyone who like fully fledged an hlers and then they've got a roll into like manchester or fife <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't i think that i think they'd be questioning what they're doing to be honest absolutely. When they're getting ready for a game and there's you're walking by and fans are walking by tapping your head like, as you're about to go on next. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I but, think that's what makes the, the British game of it a little bit different and probably a little bit more like, you know, um, approachable, a bit more, you know, involved, I guess. That's probably a polite way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I uh, I like it, to be honest with you. I, I think it's great. I think the, the kind of that fan interaction with the players uh, is great. So, you know, having them on top of you, like, you know, kind of talking to you as you're going out of the ice like it's just kind of that's just part of it and you know it's part of the hockey culture here and you know the fan bases here is, is is actually the uk hockey fan base is incredible i think like um there's so much support across you know just ice hockey fans in the whole uk uh i think it's great so i think you know i think a lot of guys notice that when even when like they get signed by a team and then they get bombarded by fans on like twitter or facebook or instagram or things like that when this guy might have been playing in a better league in the American League or something like that, and there was really no fan interaction. You know what I mean? So I think it's pretty cool uh, for guys to experience when they first come over. Definitely. I think that's it's something that the UK market kind of had to do to kind of separate itself from the other more popular sports over there. They had to turn it into that, you know, family-first, um, approachable kind of thing just to kind of separate it and make you feel more involved. Because it makes you want to come back as a fan, really. You know, like... You, you you can meet these guys and get your shirt signed and talk to guys and whatnot as quite freely. To be yeah. fair, apart, apart from obviously the the COVID seasons and whatnot, but for the most part, quite freely. And I think that was a, a something that the UK hockey kind of capitalised on, and it's something that I don't really see ever going away. Which, to be honest, I hope it doesn't. Like you say, it's it's quite a positive thing depending how you look at it, and you know, I, I suppose depending on the, on the interaction, but for the most part, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember my first, when I was first going to Belfast, actually, they actually, a lot of the guys would go up and have a beer with the fans afterwards. Like after a game, they would go up to like, uh, they had the, I think it was McCool's bar up in Belfast. 
and guys would like you know just hang about sign talk and i was like oh this is pretty cool um now i think the the beer thing after a game with a game the next day has kind of gone away but uh at that time we did it a few times or whatever when i was you know my first couple of years here and i thought it was great and now we do you know signings or see people afterwards and kind of talk to them and you get to know you actually like you become a lot friends with a lot of them and get to know them on like you know a regular basis and i know some of my really good friends at belfast were fans at the start uh from day one and now we're pretty good friends and you know it's it's a it's pretty cool definitely we um we we like that we like the belfast organization we like the belfast people but yeah like you said the british the british market in general the british fan is very passionate and i think um you know, it's it's testament to just how much these people buy in. I love it, but um, I guess it, it, it kind of links me into the question of uh, the progression of the elite league. I've noticed personally for the past like year or so, especially that there seems to be a lot more like new people involved in UK hockey, a lot not more new fans coming involved, new sponsors yeah. and companies that I've never really heard of before up until like this past couple of years. And I think the the elite league slowly starting to to grow even further, uh, probably looking at it in the right direction, um, probably a little bit more respected in the, the wider hockey world. Um, so I guess the question really for you is like, you know, when you when you speak to guys that are like back home or whatever, or guys that you've met uh, when it worlds and stuff, is the, do you think that the, the Elite League's getting more of a, a bigger respect than it used to do across the, the kind of like wider hockey world? Yeah, 100%. And I think um, the league's come a long way. You know what I mean? I know... I remember my dad kind of telling me about it where I think the league was quite strong back um, in this. I think it was the Super League back in the day um, mm-hmm. that the level was quite strong. And I think it kind of tailored off there when everything kind of uh, went away there for a little bit. And even my in my time here, so this would be my seventh year in the UK. Um, and even in my time, like I've noticed the level just getting better and better every single year um, in our league, which is great. And then I think, too, with GB as well, um that that helped the gb players really to be honest with you get better with the level as well and then allowed us to kind of get gb into where it was uh for the worlds and stuff like that and i think just the whole respect we're getting more respect basically from other nations and other teams as a whole from the elite league and the national team as well good good that's always the it's always good to hear i imagine especially like the first i imagine the first year going back up to the the top, uh, the top level. There, there have been a few guys looking at looking at GB from blue line to blue line at the start, and just thinking like, what, what are these guys doing? But I, I like to hear that you know, it's it's finally getting to a point where people are starting to accept the UK as a a growing hockey nation. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the biggest thing too, and I know everybody kind of talks about it as well, is kind of you know where that development's going to kind of come from, uh, from underneath. I'm glad to see the NHL is uh, getting more teams and doing, doing better and has a, you know, I think there was a little spell there where the league wasn't even really uh, a full set league or whatever was going on. So I know now they have that set league that Brandon was playing in there for a couple of years. And I went and watched a couple of games. The game, it was, they were pretty good games that I went and saw. Um, so it's good to kind of see that going. I think the biggest thing will be as well to getting some more kids over to either, you know, the CHL, like the Western League or on to, like Ontario Hockey League or into kind of the NCAA route as well. And you get more kids kind of going over there and they'll be like, oh, where, you know, you're from the UK, UK players. And uh, I think it'll just kind of help everything moving forward just to kind of make it that much more respectable. Definitely, definitely. Um, the, the NIHL, I think uh, we, we watch the Steel Dogs quite a bit and uh, – I think the NIHL's again. It's another league that's grown. It's it's settled into what it is. It's got some consistency now, and 
you know, some of the, the talent that's down there, the younger talent is going to be absolutely thriving in the next few years. And there's quite a lot of guys on two ways this year. I know Bristol and Cardiff have got that official partnership going on. And I yep. know Belfast announced uh, two, two ways last night with Milton Keynes, I believe. I know Max Stewart's one of them. I, I, pardon me, but I can't remember the other kid's name. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. If yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and then yeah, and, they're, and they're good players. That's the thing is, that is the one thing because our league keeps getting better and better. It's harder for those guys to get their foot in the door, really. Yep. Um, yep. Unless they do something, because I mean, obviously, we all know that our league is not. I mean, they don't want to structure our league in a development league kind of way. So, and that's just the way it is. So that development league or that development is going to have to come from elsewhere to be able to make that step into uh, the elite league. Definitely, and I think the NIHL has really settled to a point now where it can be that little kind of step up for the yeah. for the right guys. You know, you've got you've got kids obviously that started down there. I remember watching Bouncy back in Sheffield Academy and stuff, and you know he took the the step eventually, and it's obviously it worked out for him. You've got guys like Kirky, and even so far as this year, you know, you're looking at kids like Jack Hopkins who absolutely smashed it down in the NAHL last year and he's mm-hmm. got his chance with the Panthers full-time this year. You've got a few good names this year on two ways, like Bailey Harwood down in Cardiff. Like It's going to be it's going to be a good year for the youngsters and I think, you know, having, having seen quite a lot of the GB kind of unders, 18s and that kind of stuff set up, um, I think it's going to be a, a positive stride provided, like you said, these guys kind of take the right routes, maybe test themselves, you know, going overseas and trying the, the NCAA route or the CHL route, anything like that. I yeah, it's just, the, just more experience, the better. Do you know what I mean? I remember when, you know, Kirky went from being, you know, a, a Sheffield Steel player that was kind of a fourth liner, and then he goes and plays in the OHL for a couple of years, and next thing he comes back, he's the best player on the ice. Do you know what I mean? And it's just <laughs> yep. that, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to do it when I was, you know, younger playing at that level. And it's just that it's all focused on development, and it's all kids your age developing, competing. Every It's your full-time thing you do every single day. You're practicing, you're in the gym. That's all you're worried about. You're doing it every day. And um, I would love to see that happen over here um, so kids don't have to go abroad and things like that. But whether that happens or not, uh, it's out of my control. So I don't know. But yeah, close, I, close. You know what I mean? So I would love to see it more here, um, but we'll see what happens. Definitely. Um, and then I guess speaking of any new guys or anything kind of moving on, I've got it listed as which new guys you're most excited to play with, obviously, in Belfast. There's tons to name, but I think I guess I'll name one specifically. Uh, the guy again, Rich mentioned um, he's a he's a massive Avs fan. He's an Avalanche fan, and Peyton Jones has been in their organisation quite recently. And this year, you guys are you know splitting the tandem. Um, how excited are you to work with Peyton, and what do you know about him? Um, I didn't I didn't know anything about him uh, to be honest with you. I had saw that um, you know he played in the coast the last couple of years out of college, um, and then we've been on the ice this past week, and he seems like a really good guy. Um, you know, we've been talking, kind of, you know, working together on the ice, kind of battling as well too. Uh, so it's been going really good. I think, I think we'll have a good kind of tandem this year. I think we'll both probably, it looks like we'll both probably play quite a few games. I think we got, we were talking about the other day that I think we have to play about 80 games this year, uh, in total with everything. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of games to be honest with you. So, uh, it'll be good, good to kind of work together and then kind of, uh, compete together at the same time. Definitely. I like the, we, we, Oh, you often too often. I think in the elite league, you get, well, at least not in modern time, but for in time gone by, you get like you get the starter, you get the backup. The backup might see like three games or whatever. But like now, I, I like that it's got to a point where in the elite league, because you're playing so many games, plus you guys have got the CHL and everything else to kind of battle this year. That like you've you, you know you're both going to have to split that time. One to stay like 
competitive and stuff, but also for yourself, like on, on a personal level, to stay healthy and stay fit, really. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, I, I had you know double hip surgery as well, so my I'm not. I don't want to play any games. Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, no, I, I, my body wouldn't be able to do it. Like so, um, I think I'll get to play a lot more this year uh, on a personal note as compared to last year. But we'll see. You know, just kind of wait and see what happens. I've been putting in the work to kind of compete for that number one spot. Now it's been quite a few uh, years since I had it before, um, and I've been feeling good. Like ever since uh, kind of that. Actually, to be honest with you, the best thing that happened for my body wise was COVID. I got to take a break for a year and a half and. Uh, when I went back on the elite series there in Nottingham, I felt great. Kind of felt like how I did before I came over. Um, and kind of ever since then, things have been going pretty well. Felt good last year and then at the Worlds and stuff like that. So looking forward to the upcoming season. It's coming fast. We got uh, exhibition games here. This I can't believe we already have to play games this weekend coming up. It feels like summer. It's nice and sunny out here in Belfast for once. So it's summertime, but we're going to be in the rink here uh, every day. So I'm looking forward to the games. And I think our first one's in Cardiff there on Friday. So next friday so it'll be exciting that's massively exciting we're um we we are traveling we're traveling down to cardiff to do like a meet and greety thing that we've got because we are sponsoring them this year and we were talking yep. to todd and like he was saying just how fast like the game's coming and we don't even like even though we're doing people's jerseys and stuff like it just kind of creeps up on you don't it like all of a sudden we're in we're halfway through august everyone's talking about buying tickets and stuff for games it's just yeah. like this summer seems to have kind of flown through so fast i think it really has gone by so fast like it, it was that's with the, the worlds especially you know you're playing to the end of may really and yeah. uh then it's really two months and then you're back i've been here for a couple of weeks now so you're back here practicing and you know you still keep in a little bit of good shape over the summer but you take some time off and now you're kind of back at it full throttle again um so you know you got to kind of switch your mindset around and kind of get ready to go Oh, you're not you're not kidding either when you say full throttle. I was looking earlier at the uh, the CHL fixtures, like when Belfast are playing, um, and like where the like what the travels like and stuff. And I feel like Belfast have been shafted a little bit. Like you're away 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 at Trinets on the second, but then you play at home to Davos on the fourth. Like who planned that? And then the same yeah. the same the same again the week after. You're away to Davos and have to come back home to play against Trinets. Like. Oh, yeah. plan this! Like, <laughs> obviously, it's to, you know, it's still the ice time and what everyone can do and getting everything fit in, and then the yeah. CHL. You then drag it out all the way to I think it's uh, the start of October. You end up playing Shalefta. Um But like, I was just looking at that for those first four games in uh, in September, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, you guys have got an absolute fucking mountain to climb there!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look at it. I know it's coming, so I already know. Yeah. <laughs> battling every day so i don't even look at the schedule i just kind of do i go where i'm told and uh, just yeah. do it from there so yeah i know but i know i know it'll be, we're, we're in for some tough competition but nothing that we haven't really ever seen before um no. from playing at the worlds to be honest with you so we're looking forward to it and hopefully you know the goal is just to steal a few games and it'd be awesome to get out of that first group if we could or that first round there if we could i know nottingham did it there a few years back uh, yeah, yeah. first round so it'd be, it'd be cool just to get just to get out of that first round would be awesome i'm excited to go to davos too and see the rink as well too. i've heard it's it's one of those old iconic barns that you really want to see yeah definitely we um we looked to be honest we looked as soon as belfast obviously the group was done and everything was kind of getting answer fixtures we were like can we get a europe pin can we get a europe tripping can we go and look <laughs> like well we, we we've not we've not ended up doing it so we'll just watch it on tv but yeah davos is going to be a cool place for you guys to go and obviously heading over to sweden is going to be another cool experience for a lot of the boys involved i'm sure yeah no guys are guys are excited about it we got pretty much 
not the whole team here yet, but most most of the guys, probably like 12 or 13 guys here right now, um, and guys are pretty excited about kind of just gearing up and getting ready uh, to go over there. Good. I like, I like the sound of it. And uh, I guess on a on a more kind of um, not not a personal level, I guess. But how are you? How are you finding? Um, uh, I don't wait. What one minute? I was about to read it off a list, and then I've lost it. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pro. Would you believe it? Um, yeah. How are you finding like gearing up for this season? Is there anything different gearing up for the the CHL? Is there anything that you do differently coming into this, knowing how many games you've got and the different kind of play styles you're going to see this first month, or is it? Just a case of carrying on as you always would do, and just just doing your job, really. Yeah, I kind of, I guess, kind of a little bit of both. We'll do like say when we start to play. Well, we do it for every team, but especially when we start to play those teams, we'll watch a lot of video on them. I'll watch a lot of video on their players and things like that, and kind of you know look for tendencies and things like that before going into the game, power plays, stuff like that. So, and then just a lot of maintenance work on your body, really uh, making sure like simple things, honestly, that you kind of forget sometimes, like warming up properly and cooling down properly, and you know cold tubs and just taking care of everything in your body just to make sure that you're geared up ready to go for all those games because we know it is going to be a long year no matter like no matter what it will be a long year it's a lot of games uh the years here are quite long anyways to be honest with you with the hockey seasons the way they're structured so you got to just take care of yourself and kind of get ready to go and then yeah and you really just take it one day at a time and then kind of go from there and then on a personal looking forward to you know hopefully getting to play a lot more i think here this upcoming year um and i'm excited about that opportunity to kind of battle uh you know more for that job and uh yeah just looking forward to it good man good 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 um i guess and then on a on a bit of a final note in regards to like the elite league and stuff have you paid attention to anyone else's signings or anyone that's kind of piqued your interest any friends that are coming across to play for a different team or anything that you know this year or is there anything that's kind of struck your eye what's happening this year anyone new to be completely honest, I haven't really seen a whole lot. I don't really pay that much attention uh, to it right now. And then, we'll, like I said, we'll do reviews on the teams, and then I'll kind of know. Um, yeah. I have a couple of buddies. I, I know Cardiff. Cardiff's going to come out flying, I think, this year, to be honest with you. I think they probably weren't happy with the way it went last year. Um, so I think they're going to be uh, kind of like, I don't want to say the old Cardiff, but I remember you know going into Cardiff trying to hang on through the first period to get through it to then kind of have a chance to win. And I think they're going to come out uh, guns blazing, to be honest with you. So I'm excited for that challenge to kind of meet that and play against them. Um, I've spoken to Brandon a little bit. He's excited for the team they have in Sheffield. Uh, so he's looking forward to that. I know he's wanting to try and play more. Um, so I, I'm just kind of excited to get it going. And we'll kind of see, I think Glasgow's had a lot more uh, time to prepare, I guess, properly this year as opposed to last year when it was all kind of last minute, not sure what was going on. Um, so no, it'll be good. Uh, I think, I think we have a good team as well too. So I think I'm excited to kind of, it'll be good to get a full team practicing and you can kind of, you know, really see where things are at, um, you know, lines and things like that and how we kind of look and get a feel for it again to hopefully, uh, do the same thing we did last year. Fingers crossed and maybe land that all elusive triple, right? I get the, get the third one over the line. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Finally, I, I didn't even realize, I don't even think they, I think it's been a while since, uh, Belfast has won the playoffs. Um, so I know they lost in the finals there a couple of times, and we went, we lost the semifinals. I think when we were there. Um, so yeah, I, I know they're that third one. They really want it. Yeah, definitely. We obviously, you know, it's no secret that we uh, were pulling a little bit for Belfast in the playoffs last year. 
um, simply just because you know we we provide a little bit of merchandise, um, yeah. and I, and I'll, I'll throw it out there. I don't know if if I should publicly throw it out there, but I feel like we might have been the jinx because we had the Grand Slam merch ready to go and uh, oh, clearly. No. You know, so oh, so you're gonna, yeah, so we'll blame you guys then, I guess. <laughs> we, had, we had it all on file ready to go and uh, yeah, we, oh, were no. we, were, we were in Nottingham and we were like, oh, this is our fault. We jinxed it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, no, yeah, no it'll be good. it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a good season. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing everyone play and just getting back to the rink really and seeing seeing the fans, seeing the people, seeing the games and Having another, that's the, having that's another few best. months of this. Yeah, that's the best part is, you know, just that seeing the fans all, you know, you see how happy or sad, I guess sometimes <laughs> they angry <laughs> they get. But just, you know, just that that experience and people coming out to watch. And, you know, we, I love playing hockey and it's cool to get to do it in front of an audience that also loves watching hockey. So, um, no, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, do you even remember when was the last time a team won the Grand Slam? Um, well, it, well, well. It depends who you ask, because I'm sure there's a couple of people here listening, and that will definitely listen on the Spotify. And Nottingham were claiming a Grand Slam, I think, at one point, but yeah. there was something to do. I think there was at that time the Elite League were running the conference system. Um, yeah, so I'm not everyone. Count. Conference yeah, conference yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's the that was the argument. Was like everyone was like, ah, oh, you didn't win every trophy available, so it's not a real Grand Slam and all that kind of stuff, and. Yeah, so it, dep- even, it depends. It depends who you ask. <laughs> I don't even know who wins those conference trophies, to be honest with you, if we even still do them or not. So I know. I don't think so. I don't, I, don't think the, I don't think the conference system's a thing anymore. I think they kind of dropped that quite quickly. Um, that that and you know teams see each other hundreds of times already this year, so it feels like they see each other quite often anyway. To yeah. put it into a a conference style kind of system didn't really make sense, you know. Sheffield played Nottingham for what feels like fifty times already a year. We don't need an extra ten yeah. for whatever reason. But yeah, I think they scrapped it and probably for the best to be honest. And I think maybe at some point we we speak about this a lot. I don't know what I would change, but I think the Challenge Cup kind of system should change a little bit. Um, especially yeah, towards well, the back the back side of the group stage. Like it's all all just becomes dead rubber games really. Yeah, that's kinda we've discussed that too. I uh, they're not going to do it, but the, probably the best thing that they could do for hockey here and for development of hockey here would be to form a league structure that's pretty much like every other hockey league in the world. And that would be just having a regular season and having a real playoffs. And yeah, yeah. I, when I, that's probably actually, we talk about that a bit, other than the import thing maybe and kind of the juniors, that's probably actually the number one uh, development problem in the U.K., is you can't give kids chances because every well, especially in the goalie world, for all the there's a lot of good British goalies that could play games, and you know, like you said, they get one or two games a year, and it's because of the way the league structured, and every game matters so much that yep, what happens if you lose the league by one point? Next, thing you know, then you know this guy, your coach is getting fired or something because you lose it by one point because he played his backup goalie or something. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, yeah. back home you can have those fifty league games or whatever it is. And it's just seeding for playoffs for home ice advantage. And then you do a real playoffs. And then that way in those 50 games, if you lose some, it's fine because you're just, you're getting ready for playoffs. And that's the mindset. That's actually the mindset you have to switch guys out of when they come over here is because they're all used to that. Well, every other hockey player is used to that mindset. And then you go, no, no. Well, like these games in September mean the exact same as these ones in March. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's quite a shift for guys over here. So I would, I would love obviously being a hockey player, we would love to see that ever happen. Um, and I know as fans and things like that, playoff hockey is, uh, I mean, sure, if you watch NHL, 
all the time. The playoff hockey is the best hockey. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you mean, mate. I'm a Leafs fan, so uh, less about. Uh, yeah, um... yeah, short, <laughs> short playoffs. But yeah, no, we the way we've kind of discussed it a little bit in the office is if you were to change how the Challenge Cup setup is because of all the games that eventually don't really mean anything. Um, you could maybe have like a soft launch of some sort of longer playoffs where it's maybe a, a three-game series, a five-game series, rather than going the whole hog and seven, because as we all know, like trying to get ice time and plan all that would just, it had implode quite a, a few people trying to plan it, I would assume. But, um, yeah. you know, maybe having a, like a soft launch, having like a five-game series or a three-game series in place of something to do with the Challenge Cup. I don't know. I think it's just, I think the Challenge Cup's a little bit drawn out for me yeah. personally um, yeah it's a lot it's a lot of games too that you play to really only have two teams or last year it was just one team not make the the quarterfinals do you know what i mean so i think yeah, you know, for yeah. guys too it's the it's the same sort of thing so we would like, just try i think that would be the thing you know there should also never be another game of aggregate ice hockey as long as the sport oh, exists yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so it, it'd be cool that it's you know Kind of scrap that. Do a regular play, a regular season, and like you said, just start with three. Do a three game uh, playoffs or a four or a, a five game playoffs. And I know it's tough because I know uh, that final four weekend. I think you know does quite well. Well, I know last year it was there wasn't a ton of people at it without whatever reasons, but I think it does quite well for the league and to help kind of fund the league. And I think it's an important part to have. So maybe you you turn that into the Challenge Cup final or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it'd be cool yeah. as a player to play a regular league in a real playoffs. Absolutely. And you know, you know, talking about like last year's playoffs and the attendance and whatnot. I think um, I think there'll be a couple of changes made this year in regards to the situation on that. You know, I think the Elite League probably banked a little bit too much on comfortable uh, how, how it might have been, and then. They obviously got they got that reception that they received, but yeah, you know, I, I think that was a, a a bit of a learning thing for them. But on a on a kind of personal note for us, the playoffs, the playoffs itself for us as a as a company didn't feel obviously on the outside. We were on the concourse with our stand, and uh, for us, it didn't feel really much different. It, we didn't really realize it was such a not I wouldn't say badly attended, but it wasn't what playoff weekend usually is, and. You know, we we didn't realize how just how different it was until we walked in. I think we didn't even see the first game because we were busy, so we went in for the mm-hmm. second game. Yeah, and uh, I just looked around. I was like, "Oh man, this feels like midweek Wednesday against Dundee and Nottingham." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it know. was it it was just a, it's such a weird experience. Like, was it obviously you've done a couple of playoff weekends and stuff now? Like, was it do any different down there for you guys? Do you guys like obviously you feeding off it. the atmosphere and whatnot? But do you yeah. no, do you notice it quite strongly down there? Yeah, you do. You notice it. Yeah, because I, I mean that's what gets you fired up. Dude. I mean, I remember going there my first my first year there. We were there in Belfast, and I was injured still with my hips. And um, I remember I was there like me and another guy were there almost like in the sweet box, like watching the game, like walking around downtown, kind of in the fan environment side of it. And it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is un- this is unbelievable. I thought it was the best thing ever. And uh, it it was, and then that was the. Other than that, this the next time I've been back since for since then, then my first year. So then we went back this year, and obviously, I know whatever happened for the reason for it. I know what it, I mean. You know what it is, but um, you know the crowd wasn't really there, and I'm really happy for the people that did come and thought they ha- hope they had a great time. But I, I, you do notice it, and I think too they should do something else with that. Like we don't need that third and fourth place game too. Like I think they should get rid of that as well and put in like. Uh, 
put in something else because obviously that no one got from a player's point of view, no one wants to play in a third and fourth place game. And no, no, you, know, no. you also don't want to get injured. Do you know what I mean? For the for the following year. Like if you go out there and get injured in that game and you're out six months, you're not getting a contract for next year. Do you know what I mean? So I think that yeah. I think uh, I think they should just get the best kids, go get the best th- go get thirty of the best sixteen to twenty year old kids and let them play a game against each other. They're gonna be flying out there hammering each other. I think it'd be super entertaining and they get to play in front of a sold out crowd hopefully um i think something like that would be pretty cool to do as well yeah they used to do something similar to that playoff weekend it used to be england scotland it used to be a thing yeah Yeah, it used to be do the thing like that and i don't really know where the third fourth place game came from i think like i said i don't think it's the best you know when when you've lost in in the semis and you you know your season's essentially done you don't want to be told right strap them back on you're going again tomorrow like it's not a thing and you know, I've I've seen many a third and fourth place game with guys who have definitely been out in bunkers until three a.m. the morning <laughs> of, and you know, yeah. you know, it's it, it is something that I think the elite league need to look at. And like you say, maybe he's putting on that you know youth game, or maybe you know, so I don't know, just anything really. You know, it's, it, so a lot of talk gets said about like maybe an all stars thing or a skills thing, but truth be told, you know, there's a lot of guys who people would expect to see there who have probably gone home by then if their team haven't made the. The final four week and they're not going to stick around just to kind of see how hard they can hit a puck in the net you know no yeah no i, <laughs> but, I know what you mean you could but yeah i, I think know, something I needs to be there i'm not sure what the best answer is you know what it means it, i'm i'm you know thankful to be playing you know where we are and stuff like that so i like everything that we're doing but who i'm not sure so we'll just kind of wait and see Definitely, I think you know, like we said earlier about the progression of the league. If the league keeps progressing, new things are bound to happen. They'll trial new things, and fingers crossed, we'll see some sort of cool new kind of arrival in the league. Essentially, with something new set up, we shall see. I guess. Yeah, and they seem. I think they seem pretty like open to ideas and trying things out and things like that. So I think the league's like we said before, the league's been getting better. Um, you know, Team GB's been getting better, and uh, you know, so they're doing something right. So hopefully, we just kind of keep going in that direction and see what happens. Definitely. Well, I think um, that gives us about an hour, um, and I've run out of my list, so I think uh, I'll leave it at that. And uh, I'll just thank you for coming. It's been a it's been a pleasure to speak to you, Jackson. Thank you for coming along. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much, and th- thanks again for helping me out with that stuff. I really appreciate it uh, a ton. And anytime you need me for anything like this, just let me know. And I uh, hope everybody else is doing well that's listening. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. No, no problem, no problem at all. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll work together again at some point. So uh, thank you for everybody that's tuned in live that are here now still and people that have listened to us kind of yap on for an hour and for everyone that's listened through uh, through the hour on podcast, on the podcast. Um, fingers crossed I'll catch you all next week and uh, have a good one. Thank you for coming, guys.